Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, now, on to the next game. We have the Panthers versus the Sharks. I tell you what, Panthers v. Sharks. There was a period there where I was thinking Sharkies might have their number here. Um, now, we spoke about, you know, does Queensland, did they reveal the game plan to rattle the Panthers? And I actually think, even though the Panthers end up winning, I actually think they may have not necessarily revealed the game plan to beat the Panthers, but I think they may have revealed a game plan to at least put pressure on the Panthers mm. and put them in positions that they're not used to be putting in. Because the first 20 minutes, what did the Sharkies do? They kicked early and they just defended their asses off. Kicked early, defended their asses off. It was only in the last, well, it was only in the 10 minutes before halftime in the second half where it was just error after error by the Sharks. Like they couldn't get through any sets. But on top of that, <laughs> Then they started feeling like they needed to chase points and they went away from that game plan where the Panthers decided, you know, was like, no, no, this is where we're comfortable and they took back ascendancy. Um, look, I thought it was a great showing by both teams. Uh, for, Panther, for the Sharks to only lose by 10 points with a 69% completion rate, uh, I thought it was a good at showing by the Sharkies. Guru? Yeah, no, if I'm the Sharkies, I'm taking a lot from that game. As you said, they lost by 10 points. Jerome 15 errors. Yeah. Jerome Luai scored in the 77th minute. So, you know, with three or four minutes to go, they were only down by four points. Mm. Uh, well and truly in it. I think there's a lot of positives to take away from the Sharks. It, you know, the other beauty of it is that it was at Blue Bet. That's Penrith full strength. It's not going to get harder than that. Mm. And I, I think the Sharkies can walk away from that and go, you know what, if we play the entire 80 with the same intensity and stick to our game plan instead of playing it for 55 60. I'm Craig Fitzgibbon, I'm walking away from there. You didn't get two points, but there's a few little wins in there, I think. Massive wins. Like, you know, for example, what was a key start in the Queensland versus New South Wales? It was Cherry Evans outkicked Nathan Cleary. What's a key start in this game? Yes, Panthers won. Nico Hines outkicked Nathan Cleary. He kicked for 634 metres, and Nathan Cleary kicked for 531 metres. Now, it's not the be-all and end-all, but I think it's a really good indication of, like, where the damage... How you can 
at least ruffle the feathers of the Panthers. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, I mean, largely echoing uh, your boys' thoughts around the Sharkies, and we've touched on this season about them. They just seem to have had the rub of the green draw-wise and maybe, maybe come against tougher clubs with outs or origins or whatever's done. And, you know, they they passed the test, I think, with flying colours without actually winning the game, but they were in it up to their teeth. And I I think, yeah, that they'll have taken so much belief out of it, going, you know what? We, we are contenders. We can win this comp. Um, Guru said you don't get harder than Penrith in Penrith on a wet night. Mm. I mean, you throw the conditions on top of it as well. <coughs> the Sharkies, who are an expansive side of footy, they like to use the ball and go from side to side. The conditions didn't suit them. They suited Penrith. Mm. Um, so all these factors, there's a really, really good result for the Sharks. And I just want to send a shout-out to my boy Blake Braley. 60 tackles, only one miss against the Penny Panthers. <sighs> You know, this isn't against a bottom tier club. This is the best forward pack in the comp. 60 tackles, only one missed. Um, yeah, I echo everything you boys just said. I think they can take a lot out of this uh, this game, this match. You know, they were out with without Katara uh, as well, who's a huge part of their attack. You know, also, although Connor Tracy was outstanding. Um, Nico Hines, oh, fuck, he's playing good footy. 130 metres, four tackle breaks. 20 tackles, only one missed, 634 kick, uh, kick metres. Uh, look, I think Sharky should take a lot out of that. I think they should be super, super confident going into finals footy. And I also think that they've proven they're a premiership threat now because with a, a couple of minutes ago, they're, they're losing by four. A couple of calls don't go that – like, put it this way. Let's say they made three less errors. Who knows what could have ended up – um, now, look, Penrith were the better side. They won the game. There's no pretending that they the Sharks won. But are you telling me that that wasn't a Sharks side that has proven that there's not a, an insurmountable gap between them and the Panthers? There clearly is a surmountable gap. Um, now, just quickly, the Dale Finucane situation. Um, so on the night, he shoots up out of the line. Uh, basically, he's going for a big hit. His head clashes with Stephen Crichton and there's a gruesome injury. Stephen Crichton's uh, ear gets like split pretty much. Um, there's no penalty. Uh, I don't even, it's not a put on report, I don't think. And it's just play on. And then the game ends and then the match review committee, he gets um, basically two to three weeks. Yep. Then he he's going to fight that. Now, me personally... In a perfect world, I think it's a head clash. You let it go. It's unfortunate. It's part of rugby league. In the new standard set, I have to be honest and say I was quite surprised that there wasn't a penalty. Um, if I'm being honest as well, even a 10 in the bin, I wouldn't have agreed with a 10 in the bin because it was a head clash. Initially, when I thought it was shoulder to head, I thought 10 in the bin. But when I saw the replay in slow-mo and it was a head clash, I thought a penalty would have been sufficient. I think one week would have been sufficient. I think two, two to three weeks is absolute insanity for a head clash. Um, what do you guys think about this situation with Dalfin Yeah, it blew me away that there was no penalty and then all of a sudden he was two to three weeks the next day. Like, I don't... And, like, they had so much time to make that decision. Stephen Crichton, you know, he held up the game, rightly so, yeah. for 90 seconds or so. Like, they had so much time to make that decision just... Bizarre how 24 hours later, less 12 hours later, it's two to three week mm. suspension. I agree with you. I, I don't think it was a sin bin, but based on what we've seen this season, mm. wouldn't be that wild. <clears throat> yeah, because, because based on what we've seen, the only reason why I say based on what we've seen is because his intention was a big hit. He took that risk mm. and he made 
dangerous accidental contact. Whereas if it was just him making a normal tackle and he did head con- like as in his head hit Stephen Crichton's head, I would have said, nah, there's no penalty there because there's no intention behind it. Um, what do you think about it, Simi? Yeah, nothing too, too much to add on what you've already said. Uh, it'll be all eyes on the judiciary hearing for me. Mm. If he gets three weeks for it, it'll be a bit of a travesty. So I just hope that it, it does get downgraded or get, you know, whatever it might be. So one week seems pretty yeah. suitable. Yeah, um, I think one week. So we'll see what comes out of it. But it'll probably it'll be very controversial if he does get three weeks. For a head clash. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. I don't know if it's different for you having played first grade and everything, but for me sitting there and to think that your ear can split like that... <sighs> Just from a guy coming in to tackle you, it yeah. just shows the intensity of. Yeah, it's yeah. Like like, oh, I don't feel like I could grab either of your ears and pull it off like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone for him to come in and make that contact and that happen. Just crazy. Like, Crichton's got a fair noggin on him because he was pretty like he was a little bit ginger, but he was yeah. not smiling, but he wasn't rattled from it. Like he was pretty sweet. I mean, I know after the game he said like, he doesn't remember any of the game, um, but I just mean like outwardly, it wasn't like fully out or. Um, so fair chin on him. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think one one week would suit. It, only because he went for a big risky play and it didn't come off. Um, and I think Penrith are a bit hard done by by not getting a penalty. In saying that, then 20 minutes later or however many minutes later, two minutes later, two minutes later kick out clear shoulder charge, oh. like a clear shoulder charge. Just because he doesn't hit him, he like grazes past him. Now... If we didn't have a whole season or two seasons of blokes getting sent to in the bin for, like, honestly, just taps on the chin, I would be like, you know what? He didn't hit him. Who cares? But when you're sitting there as another team that has lost a game because they had someone sent ten in the bin and you watch him shoulder charge, you're going, how come my bloke got sent off? Like Jaden Sewer for the Dragons. How come he got sent 10 in the bin? You're actually shoulder charging, which is an intentional thing, and, and no, no penalty, nothing. And the bunker cleared it. It just, there's no consistency. Yeah. There's no consistency. And unfortunately for the NRL, rugby league fans have a pretty good memory. Pretty good memory. <laughs> pretty good memory. And so, yeah, like, if we didn't have this massive crackdown on head knocks, I would be, I would actually like the decision because I would be like, it's good. It's common sense. He didn't, he didn't make contact. He missed him. Let's just move on. Let's move forward. But if I'm another team that's had a bloke sent off 10 for the bin a week before, I'm sitting there going, are you serious? Mm. Like, how's that fair? How's that fair? So, look, maybe it even it evened itself out uh, with the Penrith and the, the Sharkies. You know, maybe Dale could have gone or penalty and they didn't get that and so Sharkies didn't get that. So maybe it was one for one and, and you know, we play on or whatever. But it was quite surprising. Um, Penny Panthers, uh, look, I thought I thought that... It's so impressive their ability to continue to get up for the big games. Like we're all sitting here waiting for the game where they turn up and they go, you know what, fuck it, we've won the comp. There's no, like it's minor premiership is done. Like there's no way they're losing it from here. And yet that whenever they get tested, whenever the pressure gets put on them, Penrith Panthers find a way. So impressive. Guru, what do you think about the Penny Panthers? Yeah, mate, I think it's, you know, I think the Sharks did incredibly well in that game. I think that they, they proved a lot of things to people. They proved a lot of things to themselves. But I think, mate, Penrith will run out there. They've come off, you know, letting all their origin players have a week off, limited preparation. I mean, Nath was down in Melbourne watching a game of soccer three days before this. Like, mm. pretty limited prep. They ran out there. They got punched in the face. They were down 10-0 after 10 minutes, which never happens to Penrith. Mm. 
They didn't concede a single point after that. This is the Cronulla Sharks. We mm. sit here every Monday and say, how good are the Sharkies in attack? Mm. Yep. 70 minutes, they didn't score a single point. <sighs> yeah. It's just, fuck, honestly, they're so... They're such a good side. Like, even when they're playing not their best, they can still beat the second or third best team in the comp. I like. I, I agree with you. They did not play anywhere near their best. No one would have beaten them the other night. It's just incredible. It's incredible. Like, they're just... I, I just haven't seen a team be this dominant. Like, I, obviously, there have been teams before I was watching footy. I can't remember a team that's gone two and a half, nearly three years of pure and utter domination where even when they're playing poorly they still get the job done against the best teams in the comp yeah i think as far as like the salary cap era goes i think it's hard to push back on that this team isn't the the most most dominant dominant. yeah like they they don't have off games yeah it's crazy and when we talk about dominant we're talking about week in week out we're not talking about premierships at the end of the year or that like and who knows they could go back to back but like even when the roosters went back to back they weren't this dominant they had like they had lulls yeah like 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 for, for that game on the weekend, like, that was a lull. Yeah. yeah. They just beat another top four team by 10 points. And a top four team with something to prove too. You know, like that was their big game, the Sharkies, where they were going to ambush the, the best in the comp. Um, thoughts, Timmy? Yeah, I think it was just the uh, – well, like you talk about James Tedesco not playing bad games. Penrith have got – I don't think they've got a player in the last two and a half years who's had a bad game. Oh, <laughs> That's very incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and – the more of these games that Penrith get into them leading into the finals, the better. That mm. They need these hard hit-outs where they get put under pressure and they have to, you know, went down two tries early where they have to turn and go, all right, we need a lift here, uh, a bit of adversity on the field, tough conditions. And the, like I said, they're getting a lot more experience in them now off the back of two and a half years of dominance. Um, but, like, the last thing we know you want your side doing, no matter how good they are, is just coasting into the finals without tough games. So mm. I, I think... That win for them will do. We said it'll do wonders for the Sharks. It'll be just as good for Penrith. Maybe even better. Like a, you know, yeah. a, a reality check. Uh, Dylan Edwards. I've got a man crush on Dylan Edwards. <laughs> I fucking love that bloke. I love him. He's so humble. He's so unassuming. He fucking rips and tears. Like, what, what's what's kind of unfair for Dylan Edwards? It's like because he's in this era of like arguable goats, like Teddy. Tom Travoyevich, Latrell Mitchell, Ryan Pappenhausen, like obviously still got some time to go, but when he's on, he's incredible. But at the end of the day, there's there's a number one fullback team-wise, Dylan Edwards. Like he's he's the fullback of arguably the most dominant side we've ever seen week in, week out. I just, I want some respect to put on Dylan Edwards' name because every week he turns up and rips and tears. And, and I'm telling you, at the start of his career, I'm not sure if a lot of you remember, he had one of the worst games I've ever seen a player play. <laughs> he had like six drop balls and I was going, how is this bloke getting selected? It was impressively bad. Like, like and was... Ivan Cleary stuck so solid with him yep. and we are seeing such good results from it. And Dylan Edwards, for him to go away and work on his game the way he has, to keep guys like Stephen Crichton out of the fullback position, guys like Charlie Staines, I'm just so impressed with Dylan Edwards and I think he deserves all the raps he can get and I hope, I really hope that there are, like, this is going to sound like I want him to get money on the table. I don't. But he's never going to get the contract he deserves. You know, he's never going to get that big dog contract and I just hope that he can stay in the Penrith system as a coach long term so that he is repaid for what he's delivering week in, week out. 247 metres, a try, eight tackle breaks, 49 post-contact, 
four tackles, two one-on-one tackles. Like, even if he has a one or two errors in his game, he makes up for it every single time. Like, every single time. I'm just such a fan of Dylan Edwards. He's so good. He's, I, I still think he's improving as well. I still think his ball playing could probably get better. I think he's... I think he's on his way to be even better than he is now. And he is a top-tier fullback now. Completely agree everything on Dill. I was just having a look at the Panthers' season. they got six more games to play, and it's a tough run. they got Parramatta, Canberra, Melbourne, South Sydney, Warriors, Cowboys. Do they drop any of those games? Right now, looking at it, no. Let's say they win all six of those games, which I don't think anyone would put out of the realms of possibility. That will be 15 games in a row they've won. Their last loss was against Parramatta. They lost by two points in round nine, I think it was. If they then go on to win the premiership, they would have won 18 games in a row. Now, if you think back to last year, Melbourne won 19 in a row and that was close to record-breaking. The only thing that's going to stop Penrith, if they win all these games in a row, which I personally think they will... The only thing that will stop them from breaking the most wins in a season is simply because they finish in the top four and they don't get to play that fourth game <laughs> in the final series. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, their only loss this year has been to Parramatta by two points. Mm. Incredible. I reckon they'll drop one on the round of the finals. Yeah, oh, I, I think they will drop one. Yeah. But I'm just saying that I can see them not dropping yeah. one. Um, I actually want them to drop one. I don't, I, yeah. I don't want them going in. It's like that year with the Storm. And they were on that crazy yep. run. And Cam Smith, that motherfucker, was just sitting there going, I've got something for you, motherfuckers, yeah. in the grand final. And they just got ambushed out of nowhere. Yep. And so I actually want Penrith to drop a game. And I want them to drop it as close to finals as, as possible. I, I think the, the 2016 Sharks were a similar situation. They went on this unbelievable yeah. run. Yeah. And then they had a loss that they probably needed. And I, I every year I push that you need a loss. Yep. Mate, I'm not sure if this team does. No, nah, they do. They do. Because, you know why they do? Because it's an unnecessary burden. Yeah. You need everything perfect. Honestly, I'd go as far as, like, if I'm a coach, like, not throwing a game, but, like, putting out some dog shit game plan so we lose. I'll I, I tell you what, I thought listening to... <laughs> did, did you guys hear Ivan Cleary talk before the game? I ran into, I've ran into Ivan Cleary twice in, like, the span of, like, a week. At the airport, both times. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did you hear him talk before? He said, this game? "You're the best Warriors recruit I ever did." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He he mentioned <laughs> he. If there's one thing in the world in any reality that's ever happened, he would not have said that. No, he's a legend. He was actually really. I actually congratulated him on all his success. He's um yeah. It's really cool, like seeing your coaches after footy because mm-hmm. the relationships. It's so much more chill. Not to say that we had a bad relationship. We didn't at all. Um, my at the Warriors, everything that happened poorly was my fault. But just it was just it's good to speak to them as blokes. You need, you forget that you don't have to have that same mentality of coach and and player. Um, but yeah, he, he was aware of the potty and all that stuff. So anyway, sorry, keep going, Guru. I can't remember what I was going to say now. I just, I just oh yeah, before the game, he said. He, he did an interview before the game and he must have mentioned it three times in the 90 seconds he spoke that they were looking at this game as a restart for their season. Yeah, well. They've all had a break. They're starting again. I, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they don't lose another game from here and mm. I, I personally think they'll be okay. Well, if there's a team that can do it, I'm just like, if I'm trying to create the perfect environment to win a comp, 
it's not having that added burden of like, oh, is this the game you're going to lose? You're on a 16-game win streak. Is this the game it's going to be? It's just unnecessary pressure. I don't know. I, and, you know, maybe it's similar to your just gut feel with Parramatta. Every other team that's ever been on a run like this, I've yeah. said they need to lose a game. I just think this this mob is different. Mm. Yeah, fuck. I just can't wait for round 25. They've won five on the trot. They need a loss before finals. And <laughs> they, they, they run out with Matt Eisenhuthers and Moses Leota in the halves. They've got Scott Sorensen coaching the team. <laughs> all part of the game yeah, plan. All part of the game not plan. disrespectful, just yeah. part of the game plan. We're not plan. trying to drop a game or anything. <laughs> um, Scott Sorensen just quietly might be oh. one of the best bench players in the comp. Matter of fact, I'm trying to think about it this year. He might be my bench player of the comp for this year. I, I think he's on a streak. He's won something like 28 games in a row. Every time, he, every time he comes on, he impacts yeah. the game. Every fucking time. And I'm just like... How? Like, the, surely the defence has done a bunch of video. When Scott Sorensen gets on, be aware because he's going to break the game open. And he does it every time. I will be surprised if they – I mean, they'll manage to keep him because the fact of uh, they're losing kick out. Mm. But if they – if Ghana somehow wins that spot, I think other clubs should be looking at mm. Sorensen and being like, mate, we'll pay you a decent coin to come be our wide running forward. Well, it's going to be a pretty hot – because you've got to remember, like, Appy's going next year So Mitch Kenny He'll go from a bench player To their nine mm. um, Scotty Sorensen He might go into the starting side Or Garner like, There are going to be A few spots That make themselves Available mm. In that Penrith side And I mean Would you rather be A bench player at Penrith Or a starting player In right. Ten other clubs I know where I'd rather be You're basically guaranteed Like prelim minimum Minimum mm. Like according, according to this website Scott Sorensen Hasn't lost a game For Penrith While he's played on the bench yeah, the, it's, the last it's, time it's he's lost a game on the bench was in 2020 when he played for the Sharks. He's the best bench player in the comp right now. He's so damaging. Like, like I'd have Nelson Nasova Solomona, but he's been starting recently. Like purely bench, mate. If it's not if it's not Nelson, it's Sorensen. 160 meters on the weekend, yeah. and he he's got a bit of that Cam Murray about him, where he's such an agile mm. forward, mm. but he's late footwork at the line, yeah. it, like. If he's not busting tackles, he's getting a quick play the ball so often. Uh, such an agile forward. Yeah. He's hot as well, which is similar to Cam Murray. <laughs> Very similar models. <laughs> I like where you went with that. Um, yeah, look, so Penny Panthers, seriously. Uh, I, I personally don't believe Ivan Cleary gets enough raps for what he's managed to achieve. Like, I don't think that he gets anywhere near the raps. And I think it is because he's quite, he's a, quite a humble, quiet, you know, very introspective coach, he seems like. A very... A lot of thinking um, internally, but I like think about like what he's managed to achieve there. These guys were, I don't know we've been over it so many times, Penny Panthers fans. So sorry, but it's just incredible what you've achieved. Incredible. Can I ask you before we move on? When you, he did coach you, mm. I'm not going to ask you. Are you surprised that it's played out like this? But did you see? as a coach then that he had this in him? Because to be honest with you, from guys that I've spoken to that I've had on my podcast. Mm. I don't think a lot of them saw this coming. Mm. Well, when I when I went over to, he, to him, he they the Warriors had just gone on a really good run, mm. and he was touted as this next really good young gun coach. Um, but to be honest, mate, my head was so off at the Warriors. I'd so, I was in such a bad relationship with my ex ex girlfriend that my judgment of everything was shit. Yeah, okay. Like I was in a terrible relationship. Um, and it, she just sucked the life out of me pretty much. So I, I just wasn't in the right headspace to judge anything. But, you know, he, you know, you could speak to him and he was always very open to speak to. And 
Uh, he did take the Warriors on a really strong run the week, the year before I went. It's kind of like partly what attracted me to the club, like that it was in really good standing. And I think that looking back now, what he managed to do with the Warriors is incredible. What year did you get there? 2008. Uh, nine. 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 Okay. Um, so uh, 2008 was the year that they beat Melbourne and stuff yes. down there. Yeah. yeah. And so my, my thought was, and, and I wish I had have known rugby league a bit better because I would have been more aware of it, but... At the time, I thought, look, big mobile forward pack offloads. I'm quite fit. I can be through the middle on those offloads, all that kind of stuff. But what I didn't, if I, like my knowledge now is, is like, they've got their key winger. Why would you go to a club that has a winger like Manu Vatavai there? You are only getting the scraps. Any balanced side, if, like, I need a, I need to be in a side where I'm the finishing winger because that's my talent was finishing. It wasn't, wasn't, you know, taking 20 million hit ups and, getting out of my own end even though I did that kind of stuff it wasn't what I love to do um and on top of that I just wasn't ready for the move overseas as I said really bad relationship with that XX so I wasn't in a headspace for anything like that um you know because I came back to the Broncos and although I was still with that person my mindset had completely changed like you know I was almost willing to walk away from that relationship well I, I did I walked away from that relationship for rugby league like when I went down to the Dragons, she literally said, "You either if you go down there, we're over." And I said, "I'm out here." Um, so from that, from what happened over New Zealand, I knew that I needed to be much. I needed to get my head right to play good footy, and I did when I went back to the Broncos. Um, but by that stage, so I went back, fought back into the Broncos side, scored the match winner round one, round three broke six lung, uh, broke six ribs, my lung collapsed. Then I was out for the season. 2011 rolls around, fight more, like basically the start going to be the starting winger like you know all of the senior players had me in the best 17 uh Ivan Henjak really really liked me he's what he's the guy that scouted me boom Ivan Henjak gets sacked Anthony Griffin comes in Anthony Griffin was the under 20s coach he had players that he trusted knew had brought through and then it was very hard for me to get a start and then by that stage mentally I just I'd lost fell out of love for the game so anything after that it was just like you know I just uh, basically when I quit I was like I wasn't quitting because my body had fallen apart or anything I quit because I was like I don't love like I, I don't love this anymore there's so much more to my life than than uh, rugby league mm. anyway who gives a fuck about my career <laughs> um, back to the Panthers people that actually get win comps um, yeah look in, incredible stuff by the Panthers was that a plural hey comps oh. yeah uh, look they'll win another comp in the next few years if they <laughs> oh, don't that's fucking mental um yeah, look, incredible stuff. Look, to be honest, both sides, I would be happy if I'm a fan of those both sides. Yeah. Now, on to the next game. Hold up, got- hold up. So, do you want to hear what Graham Annesley said? Uh-oh. Here we go. You're not going to be happy. Annesley, in our view, the challenge was allowable in those circumstances. There are no boundaries to the captain's challenge other than it must be a stoppage by the referee and must result in a structured restart. So, they're basically yeah. saying the challenge was fine. He then, though, conceded... But on review, we don't believe there was enough evidence to award a penalty. It should have been dismissed as an unsuccessful challenge. Oh. So basically, so you wrong can decision. challenge whenever you want now. Even uh, though we've we've literally heard refs say you can't challenge. No, that, no, mate. Like they're saying like because they're counting the end of the game as a stoppage. Oh, so the, and one of the journals apparently asked, and as least so can any team at full time, like ask for a challenge, and he pretty much said, yeah, as long as there's something to challenge. Oh. As long as there's something challenged, what does that mean? Like, he's like, they'd have to tell the ref what they're challenging. 
So you can, like yes. at full time, you can literally challenge anything you want. Yeah, as long as you can identify something, yeah. That's going to backfire. 100% that's going to backfire. Wow. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Come on, man. So we assume that means you can do it at half time too? Yeah, half time. Yeah. You can just challenge. Uh, like maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly, but I I swear I've heard refs be like, even in stoppages in play, have been like, no no, there's you know there's no there's nothing to challenge or you can't challenge forward passes or fucking whatever. I swear I've heard refs say that sometimes to players. It happens a heap. He, the, the, to the refs' credit, they will quite often. So it happened to the Raiders a couple of weeks ago. Remember Jordan Rapana wanted to challenge something, mm. and the referee sort of said, no, you can't challenge that. Oh, it's not worth your while sort of thing and he did anyway it's actually hang on a sec could the Raiders didn't the Raiders try to challenge the Ben Hunt thing and he said nut game's over oh, oh. <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> and so the only de- high, like the only defence of that was like yeah but he called the game off he called the game over oh so the no, exact but he quote, said you can challenge after full time. You what, can challenge. The exact yeah. quote is, asked if every team can now challenge the final play of every game if they have a challenge. He replied, well, they have to nominate what they're challenging. So you so can yes. challenge after full time because didn't he say that full time is a stoppage? Well, that's what the NRL kind of said yesterday in the thing that you saw, Timmy. Okay, yeah. so, re- so read his quote again, sorry. Okay. So... Annesley, in our view, the challenge was allowable in those circumstances. There are no boundaries to the captain's challenge other than it must be a stoppage by the referee and must result in a structured restart. Okay, so someone getting tackled is a stoppage or they're saying full, ba- full time is a stoppage because a tackle is not a stoppage. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, not tackle. I think it's full time yeah, is a stoppage. What he's saying. Yeah, so yeah, he's saying yeah. full time is a stoppage. Yeah. And so I, I, I swear Elliot Whitehead was running in to challenge the yeah. Ben Hunt thing. I think you're I'm, right. I, we'll have to get that up. Apologies if I'm incorrect, but I, I could maybe they didn't have a challenge. But I'm pretty sure I remember Elliot White going, challenge, challenge. Oh, I thought they come screaming yeah, as well. And yeah, and he was like, and he was like, nut, nah, game's over. Full time. <laughs> Holy moly. That, that sounds like they've messed up and now they're just running with that as the precedent to sort yeah. of save themselves to me. Like, so, yeah, because I don't want to be fully like... I don't want to say, no, we completely shit the bed, but, okay, this is how we'll do it from here on and we'll just put our head in the sand and hope that it doesn't bite us in the ass. And what they've kind of... They've sat down and gone, look, what are the chances this happens again where (laughs) something happens after full time? What are the chances that a game of rugby league's decided on the last play, huh? (laughs) TikTok, here it comes. But I'm still really unclear on when a challenge can be... So any stoppage of play then, that means that there can be a challenge. Any stoppage of play. Yeah, so stoppage. So you know, if it was the end of a set and there was a changeover or kick balls kicked out, that's a stoppage. But yeah. mid set when there's a tackle and it's like that's obviously not. So stoppage, like, if, so. if I kick the ball out, mm. I can challenge. That would be a stoppage in play. That's what I mean. Like that's yeah. what I'm not understanding. So yeah. any stoppage in play, guy gets his oh, he's getting his head wrapped and he stops. They stop the play for the HIA. Could I challenge then? 
It's a stoppage in play. It's a stoppage so in play. So, yeah. If I – yeah, right. So if you go into contact and you have the ball and you lose it in that tackle and the ref says play on and the other player picks it up and then gets tackled, can you then call a challenge on a strip on the on that no, tackle? That's not, not? A that's not a stoppage. stoppage. So that's just – So any stoppage in play – is, is that what they? Is that what he said? Any stoppage in play? There are no boundaries other than it must be a stoppage by the referee. Okay, so it must be a stoppage, and there are no boundaries. So that means any stoppage, you can challenge a call. Yeah. <laughs> so that means HIA. That means um, a ball comes rolling on the, the the ground, and they need to kick it off because that would be a stoppage. Mm-hmm. Like stop, keep the ball off the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting your ball boys alert, wouldn't yeah. you? Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, you want something, just get the ball Like in all seriousness, if it's a stoppage, I mean... Yeah, just kick the ball on. Kick the ball on. They have to stop it. kick the ball on. Mike up the ball, boy, so that he's just in his ear <laughs> the whole game. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, no, nothing's changed. Tigers fans were dudded. There is no denying it. I mean, he admitted as much by saying that there wasn't sufficient evidence. And it's kind of like what I said earlier. It's like... There was no evidence that you knew what he was thinking, that player was thinking. Like, how, where is the evidence that you could undeniably go, he was absolutely trying to escort Carl Feld off the wall? Um, and also, why was the bunker talking in his ear? Anyway, uh, so still devastated for Tigers fans, but look, hopefully, you know what, what, what the Tigers fans can be proud of is the fucking boys were galvanised and they played for an absolute legend. Just, I just want to give a quick shout-out to James Tarmier. 300 games as a front rower. What an amazing achievement. An amazing achievement. Um, I think it also says a lot about him that, you know, and Grant's one of his former clubs, but if you looked at the 30-metre line yesterday, it said 300. Mm. Like, he's at the point where yeah. even the North Queensland Cowboys were like, we respect this opposition player so much and what he's done for us that yeah. they joined in on as well, which I thought was great. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.